Egyptian legends and stories. Amos, son of Abana. The commander Amos, son of Abana, his mother, justified, said, I speak to let you know what favors were granted to me. I received the gold of valor, the gold flies, many times. I received male and female slaves in many fields. My name was put forward as a brave man, which will always be known in the land of Egypt. I grew up in the town of Nakeb. My father Baba, son of Rionet, was a soldier of the king of Upper and Lower Egypt, Sequenri Justified, Tau II, of the 17th dynasty. I became a soldier in his place on the ship the Wild Bull, in the time of the Lord of the Two Lands, Nefertire, the founder of the 18th dynasty. I was still a youth before I had taken a wife. When I had established a household, I was transferred to the ship Northern because I had a good record. I used to accompany the king on foot when he was in his chariot. When the town of Avaris, the Hyksos capital, was besieged, I showed bravery in front of his majesty. I was therefore appointed to the ship rising in Memphis. Then there was fighting in the canal Pedku of Avaris. I killed a man and cut off his hand. When this was reported to the royal herald, he gave me my first gold of valor. Then there was further fighting and again I took a hand. I was given the gold of valor a second time. Then there was fighting south of the town, and I took a man as a living prisoner. This I did by going down into the water and capturing him on the city side, and then crossing the water, carrying him. Again, report was made to the Royal Herald, and I was awarded the gold valor a third time. Avaris was sacked, and I took his booty, one man and three women, and His Majesty gave them to me as slaves. I was at the siege of... Sharuan for three years. In the sack, I made captive two women and a hand and received the gold of valor for the fourth time. My captives were given to me as my slaves. As His Majesty had destroyed the Asiatics, he went southward to attack the Nubian nomads. He went to Kent and Nefer in the region of the second cataract. His Majesty made a great slaughter among the Nubian bowmen, and I brought off from there as spoil two living captives and three hands. I was awarded with the gold of valor for the fifth time. Then one named Atta came to the south, and he brought on his own doom. His Majesty found him at Tenta, a place in Cush. His majesty carried him off and kept his people as living booty. I captured two young warriors from the ship Atta. Then I was given five persons and a portion of land in my own town. The same was done for the rest of the crew. Then came an enemy called Tetian, an Egyptian, who had rebelled against his majesty. He was destroyed and his followers likewise. I got three slaves as my share and some more land. Next, I traveled south with King Dezerkar, Amenhotep I, justified, when he sailed to Cush to enlarge the borders of Egypt. 
His majesty smote the Nubian bowmen. They were destroyed and placed in fetters. I was in the van of the army, and I was fighting very well. His majesty saw my work. I carried off a living captive and gave him to the king. I brought back the king on my ship to Egypt. I also brought back two other female captives, as well as those whom I had presented to his majesty. Then I was promoted and made a warrior of the ruler. After the death of the king, I accompanied his successor, King Akpurkare Tuthmosis I, south of Kent and Nefer, to crush rebellion throughout the lands of the south. I helped him repel the incursions from the desert areas. I was brave in towing the ship through the cataract, and so I was made a commander. Then his majesty was informed that the Nubians had attacked us again, and he became enraged. He became like a cheetah of the south. He shot his arrows at the foe, and they pierced the chest of his attackers. Then the foe turned to flee, as they could not stand against the wearers of the Uraeus. A great slaughter was made among the Nubian bowmen, and their dependents were carried off captive to Egypt. His Majesty journeyed northward into Egypt and landed at Iput Isu, Karnak, to the north of Thebes, having subdued the nine bows, the enemies of Egypt. After this, Tuthmosis I and I went forth to retinue to assuage his heart in the foreign countries. His Majesty reached Naharin and found an enemy while they were not yet ready for battle. As a result, His Majesty made of them a great slaughter. He took countless captives living. I was in the van of the army, and His Majesty saw my bravery. I captured a chariot, its horse, and he who was in it as a living captive. When these were presented to His Majesty, I was once again given the gold of valor, the sixth time. Now I have reached old age, favored as before. I shall go to rest in the tomb that I have made. The Great Queen Hatshepsut Amun-Ra looked at the gods and foretold the birth of Hatshepsut. He said, I will create a queen to rule over Ta-Meri, the black land of Egypt. I will unite the two lands in peace in her name. I will give her all lands in all countries. While he was speaking, Thoth, the vizier and messenger of the gods, entered. He reminded Amun-Ra that in the palace of King Tuthmosis I was the queen Amos, who alone could be the mother of the great queen. So Thoth and Amun-Ra proceeded to the palace. Amun-Ra in the guise of Amos's husband, Tuthmosis I. It was night, and Queen Amos was asleep on her lion-headed couch. The queen awoke at the entry of the two gods, roused by the sweet perfumes that Amun-Ra brought with him. Thinking she was with her husband, she sat with Amun-Ra on a couch, which was lifted from the earth and supported by two goddesses so that their meeting should be neither on the earth or in the sky. Amun-Ra named his daughter to be, saying, She shall be called 
Kamenet Amun Hatshepsut. She will exercise kingship over the whole land. Amun-Ra then instructed the creator god, Kanum, to form Hatshepsut on his potter's wheel, saying, For I will give her all life and satisfaction, all stability, and all joy of heart forever. Kanum agreed to do this and said, I will form your daughter, Makare Hatshepsut, in life, prosperity, and health. Her form will be more exalted than the gods, and her great dignity of the king of Upper and Lower Egypt. Kanum then took his potter's wheel and fashioned it, fashioned on it two children. They are shown as male children in the reliefs. Hatshepsut and her Ka. The frog-headed goddess, Heket, goddess of birth, kneels to the right and extends the Ankh, the sign of life, to the children so that they might live. Kanum then repeats his instructions and says he has carried them out and that Hatshepsut will appear as king upon the throne of Horus, like Ra living forever. Five deities assist at the birth. Kanum, Heket of Hiru, Isis, Nephthys, and Meshkinet, the goddess presiding at childbirth. Also in attendance were Taweret, the goddess of childbirth, in the form of a hippopotamus, or a hippo-headed woman, and Bess, a dwarf god, the protector of children. In due course, Hatshepsut grew up and was crowned by her father, Tuthmosis as co-regent, before the assembled Egyptian court. This seems to have taken place not in Thebes, but in Heliopolis, and was a traditional act in connection with Egyptian kingship. Hatshepsut was enthroned in a dual ceremony, once before Atum, the most senior god, and once before Amun-Ra, as king of the gods. The new great queen is given her royal names and the crowns of Egypt. The records are kept by Sefket, Abwi, and Thoth, accompanied by the words, writing the name Golden Horus, divine of diadems, writing the name King of Upper and Lower Egypt, Makare. Thus all was ready that she should appear on the throne of Horus before the glories of the great house, and upon her was the favor of Amun-Ra forever and ever.